Welcome to Between Lewis and Lovecraft. I'm Hannah. And I'm Tyler. We're here to learn more about the lives of authors that have inspired us, a journey into the stories they not only created, but also lived. So join us as we dive deep into the worlds that live just out of reach. We're freaking back, you frickheads. That's freaking right. We're back, and I'm a dad, and I don't curse anymore, so freaking bullshit now. Huh? Hannah, you like that? Hannah's grandma, you like that? Now that I've had a son, I don't freaking curse anymore. I got really nervous when you said bullshit. I thought you were going to slip up, but well done. Hannah, I went 25 years without cursing, okay? I know all the frick fracking flip flap jick jacks that I can say. <laughs> Without actually saying an F word or, you know, the the D word or the, D word. Or the G word. God? God damn. But yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. gosh darn, Hannah. Gosh darn. I used to. Sorry, I tricked you into it. I used to sing the song. Um, oh, what's the. Uh, I chimed in the with the haven't you people ever heard of. Closing a gosh darn door, no. That's how I sang it when I was in high school. That's hilarious, because I remember when I was listening to that, um, and my mom would get so mad that they said the GD word. She was like, why do they say that? I'm like, mom, that's not even that bad. Mom, expression. Jeez, you don't understand. They're so misunderstood. Welcome back, ghoul gang, to a new episode of Between Lewis and Lovecraft, where I don't sound like I'm in a tin can that Hannah shrunk me down, thrown me into, and forced <laughs> me back on the show. Um, I sound like my regular, um, slightly sick, but but kind of cool, bassy, uh, face-made-for-radio voice guy. Oh, don't sell yourself short. There's a reason why we have the listeners we have and not the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I for one like uh pod the podcast medium because it allows me to show up looking like a TV producer and putting no effort into my appearance too. So yeah. yeah. Thank you, listeners. Hannah just got done with work, so she looks like she's been comfy all day writing stories and talking interviews. And I just got off work, so I look like a lumberjack in a gray shirt <laughs> covered in I think that's Taco Bell. And sweat. Nice. Ooh, gross. <laughs> Lots of salt. Oh, so <laughs> High much sodium salt. Count. Yeah. I really wish I could have gone and taken a shower before this. I can feel the salt build up on my eyelids. It's kind of gross. Ooh. You ever get that? Well, the other great thing about podcasting is that people can't smell you right now. Yeah. Well, I can describe it, though, if you guys need me yeah, to. Yeah, that was very descriptive. <laughs> I have never experienced the salt on my eyelids You've thing. never experienced that? Listeners, if you've experienced eyelid salt, let let us know. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. It's gonna be a, no it's gonna be a part of my next flash fiction story. Definitely the eyelid salt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's like a certain subsect of like electricians and construction workers who can really relate to that. Yeah, I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's like tradesmen it only. Rare. I think it's like I just sweat a lot. Like, and my eyelids get all sweaty. Eyelids. Yeah, I do a lot of work at work, guys. I don't sit around all day doing nothing. I have to tell my apprentice to do work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember when you were the apprentice. I was, and now yeah. it's come full circle. This is the first week I've ever had an apprentice. And I realize now how much I did for my journeyman. Like, how much they didn't do because I could do it. That's really great that you're realizing that now when you're the one in the position of power, because I feel like normally once people make it to that level, they suddenly forget and stop appreciating how much work their underlings are doing. Yeah, no, my the guy that's been hanging out with me, he did a great job. He doesn't listen to the show, so it's worthless to compliment him. But um, if he ever does, good job, man. Way to go. It's also nice that you um, actually give credit where credit is due. Because one of my former bosses, you know, if he ever had to give me a compliment, he would immediately follow it with an insult oh. so that I didn't get too, like, 
narcissistic or anything about That's it. That's the worst. It, it was in jest mostly, oh, okay. but he's like, okay, and now so you don't get a big head, like, go do this shit. See, I, I grew up with a dad who he's a negotiator for like as his business like he he like gets people to uh quit their jobs and come work for whatever he's doing at the time um so he's really good with people and he used those tactics on us all the time and like one of them was the compliment sandwich so anytime he'd need us to do better at something or if we were if he wasn't angry but we were in trouble you know there's those times where it's like yeah you're in trouble but i i don't personally give a shit about this um, he would do the compliment sandwich where it's like, Hey, you know, like what was, what was one of the, there was one time where he's like, Hey, you, uh, I've been noticing that your grades are better. You know, you've been getting better grades. That's great. Good job. Um, you stopped doing the dishes the right way. I need you to do them the right way because the way you do them is wrong. Uh, also I think that you're growing into a great human being and I love you and I'm proud of you. So Aww. go do your dishes or else you're grounded. <laughs> like that was like, I, like that. I I always expect anytime someone starts to compliment me, I expect an insult or oh. something like constructive afterwards now. Maybe that's not such a good thing that it makes you paranoid about compliments. It really <laughs> does. I always, anytime someone like it, if you see me in real life or if, if you're like, if we're talking and you give me a compliment, if you're like, oh, you're blah, 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 this. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And I'm like waiting. You're like, and? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. what I do wrong? <laughs> Am I grounded? <laughs> I feel like when I give feedback, I like to use the compliment sandwich um, because I'm afraid of like giving harsh criticism. But in terms of like me improving as a person, I find that the overly harsh tactics do kind of work sometimes i like living in like crippling fear of messing up <laughs> <laughs> you like you like that at any second somebody could just call you out on some crazy shit and you're like uh yeah this... it makes me work harder wow so um should we should we get into this episode? I mean, it's kind of a different one, yeah. than we usually do. Uh, I think uh, I think it, it's it's fair that we explain to the listeners what these this sort of episode is going to be. And basically, uh, the deal is that Tyler and I are both very busy individuals, and it's extremely hard to read, uh, you know, a biography plus a, a work of fiction every two weeks and prepare for the episode. Um, so. We're trying to scale back the actual biography episodes a little bit, but we still wanted to, you know, have regular check-ins yeah. and content in between. So basically this episode is kind of just us hanging out um, and talking a little bit and also offering a, a little bit of a preview of our upcoming episode yeah. or episodes, plural. Yeah, because the next two authors are really tied together. Almost in yeah, a... And it, it, not in the same way as um lewis and and tolkien but they are like their names have become synonymous with each other at this point right and you had um suggested brandon sanderson as one of our authors that we talked about and so then i was like well we can't talk about brandon sanderson i feel like without talking about robert jordan I, yeah so i agree with that completely and I, my list was long like you were like i don't who are we gonna talk about and I like, you had a lot. I pumped out a list and I was like, yeah, this is good. I'll stop here. This is a good place to stop my list. I had more. Oh my gosh. Well, that's good. That that will keep our show going for many, many years to come. Because I think I only chose like a third of the, the authors on your list. I mean, And that filled up our entire year, yeah, it, basically. Yeah, it goes pretty quick. Um, yeah, so I, I think basically we want to... One, I wanted to come back and I didn't necessarily have the time now that I'm a dad and I'm going back to full-time work and I've got all of my projects, but I did want to come back to Lewis and Lovecraft. Um, and I, I, but I, and I, I couldn't put a ton of effort into like a big topic. So I thought, you know, when, when Hannah and I started talking about this, it was perfect. The idea of like, just talking about stuff that we want to talk about uh, checking in on our writing um this would be an opportunity if you guys write into us this would be an episode opportunity where we can read 
stuff that you guys send in to us, uh, questions that you guys might have that we can start to to put those into our episodes because this is a little bit more relaxed, free form of an episode. We're not going to be like, oh, we have to get through this and this and this and this. Especially today, we're basically, I mean, Hannah and I really haven't talked too much over the last, it's been almost six months. You realize that? Yeah, you just like dipped out to create new life and <laughs> well, all that stuff. And <laughs> uh, That happened almost a year ago is my okay. part. The part that I was, what I did was support my wife as she <laughs> created life. Yes, yes, you, uh, which is also an important job. Um, but yeah, so there wasn't a lot of Tyler and Hannah communication for the last few months, sadly. Um, so it's great to, to be back, even though we're recording this virtually. Yeah. I mean, one day, you know, we need to get you back in the studio because it's better. It's always so hard to like line up my visits home with studio recording yeah. schedules. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll definitely make it happen, especially around the Halloween special, because that's one that we have to record in person. Yeah. Uh, start sending in your, your stories now because, you know, we only got four months. <laughs> Time always flies with that one. I think I have made a decision. I've thought about this uh, over the um, the break, I guess is what we're going to call it. We were on a break. We were on a break. That's hilarious. Um, They were on a break, by the way. Where do you land on that? Oh, God. It's actually been a while since I've watched Friends. Mm. Um, If I'm remembering it correctly, I think I acknowledge that they were on a break. But also, a break is never really a break. Like, if you're on a break and you go hook up with... Are you Team Rachel? I'm, you know, there are no winners here, Tyler. (laughs) Don't take breaks, people, unless you're ready for it to be done. Yeah, exactly. Don't take a break unless you're ready for it to be done. It was done. They were done. He can go sleep with whoever he wants. He's in the grieving process. Whatever. Welcome back to our Between Ross and Rachel. (laughs) Between Ross and Rachel. Were they or were they not on a break? We're on episode three of On the Break. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah this this microphone is not wanting to stay up it is fun um i was talking about uh on the break halloween i think for the halloween episode um probably outside of your story and my story because i mean we're the hosts so we get to break the rules um i think i'm gonna cap it and i'm only gonna grab 13 stories oh good number yeah exactly it's like the perfect number for Halloween. And I think last year we had something like 17 stories. We had a record number of submissions last Halloween. And I think there were a couple that didn't make yeah. it too. We had like, to push some off uh, just because they just didn't, you know, it was they were great, but they just didn't feel right for the episode. And I think that we're probably, there's the potential to get more. So, um, what I what I think is everyone should submit a story uh, and then we're going to we're going to choose 13 and we'll do the episode with 13. Uh, if we end up with a few extras, you know, then we can start to sprinkle those into other episodes, you know, like this. Mm-hmm. So we can we can continue to use those and show off authors. And in fact, you'll have a whole episode dedicated to you. So. You should feel better. <laughs> no, don't tell them that because for for writers who are like maybe a little intimidated by putting their work out there, my view on it would be like if you're if you're a little nervous about submitting to our most listened to episode of the year, which our Halloween special always is, yeah. like um just look at it this way. If if your story is not among the 13, you know, you'll still get feedback, but it'll be in kind of like a more subdued, casual episode. Mm. It won't be like this big major production. Right. Yeah. It won't be a production because um, God knows it takes so much time for me to do the, oh the production part of those. Although adding the music and the sound effects, I mean, it makes the story so much better. But when I did them for the sci-fi special, I realized how long that takes. Yeah, I know. Right. It's nuts. Uh, of course, if I just, you know, ask Allie, 
she'll do all of that for us because she's <laughs> the best. <laughs> she is the uh, between Lewis and Lovecraft MVP. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, so I think that that's going to be the thing this year and, and I'll probably honestly start pushing it at the end of July, you know, just so that we can, Perfect. we can get submissions in and people can submit until like mid September. And then once October 1st hits, then I'll, I'll take what we've had submitted and I'll make 13 stories, 14 including mine, and I'll expect one from you. So 15 total. But ours are ours are like the, what's the word? Uh, preface? 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 Preface and epilogue. Those are our stories. Oh, yeah, that is what we did last time, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, and then everybody else's is the real meat. Oh. <laughs> Didn't love the way that sounded. <laughs> I mean, right, I, well, yeah, uh, I, I, th- I like that plan. Cool. If I was, I was not really worried whether you were going to like it or not. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you didn't need my I'm, approval. Unless you this were like straight special. up like, no, Tyler, if 25, we're doing 21. if 25 people submit, we're doing all 25. You're going to do the work. <laughs> No, I would never say that because, like, as fun as it is, I would not want to be there for five hours recording yeah, the episode. It's nuts. And not that we're fake or anything. Like, every time we listen to the stories, we're like, oh, shit, these are good. You know, but it does, like, it does get a little, <laughs> um, what's the word? Like Redundant. You, yeah, redundant. <laughs> you become desensitized to it a little bit. Where you're like, oh, yeah, no, that's really that's so good, guys. And it's like, they are I good. I don't feel desensitized. I just feel like the listener is getting tired of hearing me say, oh, my gosh, that was amazing <laughs> over and over shoot, again. man. Gosh, darn freak holes. <laughs> yeah, now that Tyler can't swear, it's going to be just so different. You like how it's not Christ that keeps me from swearing. It's my child. It's the child that keeps me from swearing. I mean... That's as good a reason as any, I feel like. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, kind of the preview for our, for our next couple episodes, if uh, if I mentioned those names earlier and you didn't recognize them, um, Brandon Sanderson is super famous in the fantasy especially genre, right? right now. Like, especially as, right now. Um, his breakout novel was Mistborn, which is like this huge long series of epic fantasy novels that he's still working on now but are there other things that he's really famous for other than the one that we're going to talk about um i mean i've been watching i'm so sorry we're talking about we're talking about wheel of time we're talking about oh robert jordan robert jordan yeah well he's not necessarily famous for them but he has done other really big name stuff uh like he's done he's ghost written for other stuff uh, or Brandon Sanderson has no I'm sorry see that's where I was confused we're talking about Brandon Sanderson but you're talking, I was about, talking about him time. first I'm talking about Brandon Sanderson and just kind of what he's famous for oh, okay. because his name seems way bigger than Robert Jordan's even though Robert Jordan wrote kind of the most famous work that Brandon Sanderson is associated with yeah see I don't know I I don't know if I agree with any of that <laughs> really yeah I mean at this point, I'd say that Brandon Sanderson's work stands by itself as some of the more famous stuff, like Mistborn uh, and The Way of the Kings and Oathbringer, Breaker, whatever it's called. Like, like people in the fantasy realm know these books, and Sanderson mm-hmm. is known for these books. He's known as the guy that finished The Wheel of Time, but he's got he got the job because he's got his own stuff. And then mm-hmm. Jordan Roberts... Roberts. Robert Jordan. Robert, they, see, it's the same with what's his stupid face? Adam uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Face? Oh, Douglas Adams. Exactly. Adam Douglas, Douglas Adam. <laughs> it's going to be the same. Robert Jordan, Jordan Roberts. Uh, it's sorry, everybody. <laughs> it's just how it's going to be. Robert Jordan. Good job. Thank you. Wheel of Time guy. Um, <clears throat> He like he's so famous within the the fantasy community. He had his own conventions. 
like for his work. Um, and Sanderson talks about how influential Robert Jordan is nailed it. Um, and how like Robert Jordan was the first person to get outside of Tolkien's shadow when it came to writing fantasy. Um, Hmm. so that must mean that he is significant, you know? So it's really weird because they're, they're both, it's crazy. I didn't know about them until two years ago. What introduced you to them? Uh, I had heard about the wheel of time people, you know, it passing and mentioning it every once in a while, but once I started in the apprenticeship as an electrician, there's a lot of intellectuals that work in the field that I work in. And one of the guys I worked with, um, he is obsessed with the wheel of time. He's like reading it for the fourth time right now. The whole oh series. Oh my gosh. And he reads a book a day. Like dude is insane. He goes home and he just sits on his couch and he just reads a whole book. It. Um, of the Wheel of Time books, because this bad boy is like 800 plus pages. Yeah, I know. It's nuts. He reads big books wow. and he reads them in like a day, two days tops. Um, And the Wheel of Time is his favorite. And so he would constantly be telling me, like, you got to read this book series. You got to read it. The reason why this book series is good is because of this and this. And you got to do it. And he'd go on and on and on. He's like, and books seven through nine suck. They just suck. Just get through them <laughs> because once 10 comes around, bro, it's so good, right? Like, it, he's so into it. And so eventually, you know, I we started doing this show. Um, I started writing more fantasy. And I and I was like, okay, I, I got I to gotta check it out. I got to check it out. I got a free credit on Libro.fm. Sponsors, Libro. <laughs> um, and... So I went and, and downloaded it and I got the Eye of the World and I was like, oh, oh shit, this is good. Uh, and then I got the second <laughs> one and I was like, oh damn. Okay, so what happened is he wrote these two books and then his publisher was like, hey, split those books up, bro. And so he did. And then he added a bunch of anime filler stuff into it. And then he had two books. And then, and that was one story. And I was like, oh, okay, this is great. So that's my, I'm, I'll am i get, that That was going to be my thing tomorrow, not tomorrow, but next episode is. Okay. How I, when I listened to those, when I listened to the two first books, I was like, this is one story. This is one story that he wrote and then he split it up. Oh, that's really interesting. So I am, I, I actually did not realize that you had read the first two books in the series. Um, <laughs> I, I just started reading. stuff, Hannah. I'm sorry. It's just, I didn't realize you'd read them, but it took you like three years to finally read Dune. <laughs> okay, we're, we're moving past it. But I want to say it's funny that you mentioned that you were turned on to um, the series by like some nerdy electrician dude, because the only other person that I know who has read the entire series and is obsessed with it is one of Talon's brothers who is a carpenter. Oh, wow. And he's obsessed with Wheel of Time. Like when they announced that they were making the show, he was like, Talon, you've got to read these books. You've got to read these books. And Talon like does not read like novels. He (laughs) He just doesn't. No. So we watched the show, but um, And was was the carpenter guy not happy with the show? You know, I'll have to check with him and see what his opinion was on it. I have not talked to him since we watched the show. Um, have you watched the, the Amazon adaptation? I started to watch it, uh, when, so I started watching a lot of TV when I was, when we had the kid, because I'd be up all night and I'd be feeding the kid like every two hours. Right. And, um, I started watching wheel of time and then Becca got mad at me that I watched it without her. (laughs) I made it like three episodes in. Um, she says I got four episodes in and then I had to remind her that I slept through most of it. So I didn't, but mm. we argued about it nonetheless. So I started watching it and then Becca was like, you cannot watch this without me. And then the other, like a week ago, I was like, all right, well, do you want to watch Wheel of Time? She's like, yeah, let's do it. And then <clears throat> we started watching it. She was just on her phone the whole time. I'm like, what the fuck, mm. lady? I mean, what the frick, lady? <laughs> 
I was like, you need to pay attention to all this. This is all important stuff. And yeah, you can't just like not pay attention to yeah. it. You will be completely lost. And she's like, I just I'm guess I'm not in the mood. I'm like, this is why I didn't want to wait for you. This is why I want to just watch it because I want to watch it. I want to watch the wheel time. I hope she doesn't listen to this. So there's a lot of um, relationship (laughs) anxiety surrounding Wheel of Time, the TV show for you. Yeah, so then I watched uh, Reacher instead, which was really good, Uh, which is another person. We're going to have to read another book series at some point because apparently it's pretty pretty close to the books. Uh, And then I I watched the first three seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Wow, you were all over the map. <laughs> and then uh, now I'm I I'm on the expanse. I'm on season six right now. That's that's been the most, the the one that's held my attention the most. Yeah, to make it six seasons in. Yeah, and it's good, man. It's real good. And that's another one that was on my list was uh, the expanse. The, I have not the seen author. the expanse, or rather, the authors, because that's what's really Ooh. cool about S A. Corey or whatever their name is. It's two people, Anna. (gasps) Yeah. All that to say, yep, I watched the show. (laughs) (laughs) That was a classic Tyler tangent. (laughs) Um, did you enjoy the show? From what having read the first two books? From what I've watched. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it, uh, because I, I read the books so long ago that there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this from the books and then stuff that happened where I'm like, I don't remember that. That's either that happened in the books and I don't remember it or it's just changed for the show. And they did change quite a bit. Like reading the first book. Now I'm seeing the things that they added and took away and I know that a lot of people have a problem with that, but, and ironically, it's funny. Brandon Sanderson talks about this in some of his lectures. And I really like, he's like, I'm writing a screenplay for Mistborn. Of course, this lecture came out like five years ago. So don't get your hopes up. Um, he's like, I've, I've written this script. I'm writing this screenplay for Mistborn and I have to write it differently than the book is. Because you have a limited amount of time and there's things that just don't translate. In the books, you know, the character and their mentor, they go out into a field and they kind of just practice this magic. And then um, and and then later on they go do the stuff. But in the movie, I have to keep the stakes up. I have to keep it moving so that you're, you stay engaged. So I have it happen at the same time as another scene. And that way... You know the practice has more effect on on the story, um, mm-hmm. and so I think that that was probably a lot of what they did with the show, where they're like, "Look, we're trying to tell the elemental, you know, foundation of Wheel of Time, and there's character stuff that we have to change in order for it to work in, in you know, a a film or or a TV show, mm-hmm. um, and." On top of that, I, I was talking to someone about this. I was like, the books are fucking four, freaking 14 books long. <clears throat> you're going to learn stuff about the characters in book 14 that you're not going to know in book one, that the author didn't know in book one. And as they wrote, they went, oh, that's how this character is going to pan out. Now, I, granted, Robert Jordan, Ro- Robert Jordan's Jordan... Jordan. Robert Jordan was notorious for taking a lot of notes and he like had I think I think I read something like he had like a million words just on notes for his oh, books. Oh wow. So he was extensive, but at the same time there's zero I believe there's zero chance that he knew everything that was going to happen with every single, you know, uh even the main characters through all 14 books and in his mm-hmm. head, it was going to be 10 books, but it ended up being 14 books. Um, so things are going to change. And so they have to compensate for that in the TV show because they have knowledge in the TV when they start the TV show that the author didn't have when he was first writing the books. 
Um, so you make up for that in, you know, small ways and, and, and mm-hmm. probably even big ways to help tell the story in a more condensed way. I don't know. That's just my thought. So that to, I think that's a good analysis. I, I enjoy that stuff. It when a movie or something like Harry Potter did a good job, even though it didn't include every single thing that J.K. Rowling put in her books, they were able to tell the story of Harry Potter, and it was great. I mean, undoubtedly the most successful franchise from book to movie. It, I don't think that there's another franchise that has done as well as Harry Potter. Maybe, well, no, Star Wars were movies before he went back and, like, wrote them into books. Yeah. So, yeah, Harry Potter, I think, is probably top. The next one would be Lord of the Rings, and it was only the first trilogy that did that well because The Hobbit freaked it up, dude. <laughs> I still haven't watched The Hobbit movies because I'm just afraid. Don't. I don't want to be sad. You don't need to. <laughs> well, um... Since we're going to talk about both of the the Wheel of Time authors in our next couple of episodes, I did want to like set aside a little bit of time for genre talk, because one of the things we don't talk about that often on, on our show is like kind of the nuances of different genres. And with fantasy, there's like there's so many different subsets. And the two, I think the main two, like. If you have fantasy at the top and then it branches off into two more categories and then from those you get like infinite categories but the two main ones are what's known as high fantasy and low fantasy um which to me i was like low fantasy sounds kind of like an insult but basically the structure oh you're you're writing the (laughs) low fantasy which i'm sure some high fantasy um nerds would probably agree with that sentiment (laughs) but so what high fantasy is is basically fantasy stories that are set in an alternative fictional world and usually with magical elements. So this is sometimes known as epic fantasy, um, like what Wheel of Time is. And some of the, um, you know, distinct characteristics of it are a high page count. So check for Wheel of Time, lots and lots of characters, usually a quest. And again, the most important part is that it's a secondary world it's not supposed to be set in our quote-unquote real world um so some examples of high fantasy just to like kind of give you a mental image is lord of the rings is a classic high fantasy because it's set in middle earth and is epically long and has a very clear quest um i think the witcher would count as high fantasy it's in a an alternate world um Aragon, if you ever read that back in high school or whenever that came out. Fortunately. <laughs> um, and Game you know of what? Thrones. Although... I'm sorry. I, I apologize. That's mean. The books of Aragon <laughs> were okay, especially in middle school. They're fine. They're good books. But I'm... They're good dragon I'm books. I'm still hurt. I'm still... St- <laughs> Getting over the wounds that were that was that movie, the Aragon movie. In fact, I think that you and I need to watch that movie together and and do another YouTube video where people can oh get mad God, at me I, for talking the whole time. We we could. I watched it once when I was quite a bit younger, and all I really remember is the Avril Lavigne song at the very end. There's an Avril Lavigne song? Yeah. Oh my God. It's, I'm pretty sure it's Avril Lavigne does the like credit song or something. <laughs> All right. Well, we're definitely gonna have to. If you guys wanna, <laughs> if you guys want us to do a video where we react to Aragon, let us know. <laughs> and then the last example I gave was Game of Thrones. Although some people argue that Game of Thrones is low fantasy because low fantasy is set in an otherwise normal world, which I feel like Game of Thrones is not. It's not set in like, it's not set in the real world. No, it's in Westeros or whatever, it's right? A, yeah, it's it's a separate land. So I fall in the Game of Thrones as a high fantasy camp. The planet but has, low fant- has winter for like 100 years or some shit, right? Some shoot, right? <laughs> I guess you could say it's, um you know, a commentary on global warming or something, you know. I guess, We've, but it's literally a different planet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's it, so I mean, we say high, high fantasy. High fantasy, by definition, <laughs> what you said was, it goes up. 
or high fantasy is it's a different it's a different different world world. whereas low fantasy is kind of set in the real world um there can be like fantasy dimensions i think within the low world or within low fantasy um and so basically like twilight is a pretty basic example of a low fantasy because it's set in you know forks washington but you also have magical vampires. So basically, any typical YA what, vampire novel. Vampires? They're ma- are vampires innately magical? Is that what it is? I think vampires are considered a a fantasy character. Okay. Um, Magic keeps them alive. All right. Because they're not like sci-fi or anything. Aren't they? Aren't they more sci-fi than fantasy? They, I guess not. Dracula's not. Monsters <laughs> are monsters more sci-fi or more fantasy than. The Lovecraftian vampires would be sci-fi. Of course, they'd have like some gland or something that is the reason. Yeah, why I feel like if there's a scientific explanation, then it makes it sci-fi. But if it's just like you know, vampire bite, it's probably fantasy. Um, other examples might be like I thought American Gods, maybe the Anansi boys, uh, and Coraline. Like a lot of Neil Gaiman books, I feel like would count as low fantasy. Yeah. Um. And actually, it crops up a lot in the young adult fiction world. Like, a lot of authors that I remember yeah, reading when I was sense. in high school. It's low fantasy. Um, and then there's some in-between books that I'm not really sure what to categorize them in. Like, The Chronicles of Narnia. Is that maybe low fantasy? Because that would be they walk into fantasy. the closet. Portal fantasy. But that's got to be a subset of one of the other ones. So maybe it, or Portal is it, is is it a, its own. No, it's high or low. I think Portal would be a subset of um, of low fantasy then, because you're leaving the on real where you world. Go. If they they're going to Narnia, which is a different world, so it's high fantasy. If they're going back in time, or they're going to a twisted version of our world, then it's low. Coraline would be low. Narnia would be high. Okay. I'm sort of down with that. Alice in Wonderland would be high because she got high. (laughs) She ate some weird shit. I mean, stuff. (laughs) So, okay, then where do we land on Harry Potter? It's low fantasy. It's on it's on low fantasy on Earth. It's in England. They don't the portal goes to uh, right next door. (laughs) <laughs> it goes to Scotland. <laughs> the train is the portal yeah. to Scotland. <laughs> okay, I'm okay with it. See, the one thing that by the definition th- that you've given me. Uh yeah. now, I don't I don't know if there's other people's interpretations of genre stuff and each genre has a billion different subgenres. So, you know, it's it's hard to be like, "Oh yeah, it's this and this." And honestly, at a certain point it's just like, "Um, yeah, or it's just a good book." Yeah. I am usually not a high fantasy fan, though. So I I very much more trend toward low fantasy. I don't know if it's the page count issue, like that I just don't have the the time or energy to invest myself into 14,000, 1,000-word books apiece. Yeah. Um, or if it's, like, because high fantasy is just, like, really, you have to be really invested in it. It those books have maps. They've got a million different characters that you're supposed to follow on their separate like quests and everything. Like it's, it's always been kind of a challenge for me to read. I liked them when I was a kid. Like I I definitely read all the Aragon books and all that stuff. And then somewhere around like high school and college, I just, I I was not entertained by it anymore. Mm. So reading wheel of time has been really interesting for me to try to get back into that. Yeah. I mean, And maybe it's just the setting of those stories, too, because uh, I think sometimes they can be contrived and and they're basically using existing um, pieces of art to justify their world. Uh, I think that a lot of a lot of indie published fantasy is this way. Mm-hmm. Um, they they give the name of their fantasy continent land or whatever and they call it axaralnia right or some <laughs> shit shoot some shoot and um 
And then they're like, and the elves of Axarania from the north are, you know, they come down and then the, the Feylands let loose a tidal wave of magic and now the dragons come upon us and uh, just a farm boy has found magic deep inside of him. And then the orcs attack. And then we have to find shelter with the dwarves so that we can fight the resistance against the kingdom. And it's like literally a thousand other stories are like this. And so you're just telling your version of the same story. Um, right. And that's what I don't like. There's so many high fantasies that are like that. Um, and they, they try to justify, oh, this is a different land or this is different, blah, blah, blah. And it, like yeah but it's but we've we've seen this already we're good we we can move on do something different um and like when i did my when i tried to do my fantasy uh series back in the day not the one i'm doing now i was kind of doing the same thing i i had elves and orcs and dwarves and gnomes and i was like i hate this this is so boring that i'm just utilizing the exact same thing that Tolkien that some rando on Wattpad is using. So I just I just changed it. I just did the work and I just changed it to be something else. And I was so much happier when I did the work of being like, ah, this, yeah, this is a completely different land, but and and also there's you know not orcs. There's these beast people, you know, and and I got to explore the beast people, and they weren't orcs anymore. So I wasn't restrained to make them orcs. And the the elves became different. They were like these. They were. I went back to like looking at pixies and and bugs and what people thought were elves and it's like oh well what if they were more like that and i know you've read a little bit of it so you know you know what i'm talking about yeah and i'm glad you made that point because i wasn't sure if that was just something that bothered me because i'm not a huge fantasy fan um but yeah you're absolutely right that a lot of them do read very similarly and that is not enjoyable for me as a reader. I think I realized two other things that make it hard for me to get into fantasy sometimes. I think the the authors, there's a fine line between world building and exposition and just going completely over the top. So even in Wheel of Time, which I'm enjoying so far, there are sections where I'm like, this, I don't need to know every single chore that Rand did, yeah. like taking care of the animals. Yeah. Like, just skim past that shit, Robert Jordan. Get to the action. And, I mean, he is notorious for that. Like, like even Sanderson is like, yeah, it's a lot sometimes. <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes me feel better because I'm going to read Mistborn next and just see, like, yeah. what the difference in their styles is. But, yeah, so it's kind of overwrought started, stuff like that. I just started Oh, you're reading Mistborn? Mistborn? Uh, I'm, I'm on chapter, like, three, probably. I started it today. And already, I mean, I'm hooked. Uh, like it's that there's no exposition that I'm like, Oh, I'll just yes. get through. Uh, and it feels literally like I'm just listening to fantasy oceans 11. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Okay. I'm excited to pick that one up tomorrow. Yeah, and that this is coming off of me trying to read, uh, Elantris, Elantris, which is his first, mm, yeah, book. his first book. And I was like, Oh my God, shut the fuck up. Shut the freak up, dude. This is so boring. I don't care. He just keeps going on and on. Uh, and the great uh, ex- exterminator of the the Lord shall come upon the waves of people. And, and then this woman is a, she's a, a rebel. Her husband is dead, but she might be queen, maybe. But everyone disrespects her. And nobody likes her. And, and her husband's not actually dead, though. Guess what? He's still alive in this in the Elantra city. And guess what we're going to watch him do for fucking half a book? Nothing. He's just going to walk <laughs> around and go, oh, this place is terrible. I don't care. Nothing happens. <laughs> and so I just put it down. And I'm like, I, I just, I guess Brandon Sanderson's not for me. But then I'm like, okay, he's got an extensive, you know, series of work. Elantris was his first book. Let's pick up something else. And Mistborn is one of his most popular. So I'd pick that one up. And immediately I'm like, yep, okay, this is way better. 
Well, I'm glad that he evolved as a writer it's, between those two series. It's probably not even that he evolved. It's just the, the style of story that he wants to tell with Mistborn is so different than a, hmm. from Elantris that I, I, I'm enjoying this idea that he's putting forward. Um, nice. So that's probably all it is. Sweet. Um, the Before we switch gears, the, the final thing that gets me about fantasy and this just reflects poorly on me as a person i cannot keep up with the names they are all such weird names that i can't keep the characters straight which makes it very difficult for me to get into the story and luckily with wheel of time i like pulled up the imdb page while i was reading the first few chapters so i could check the faces and be like oh it's that girl or that guy from the show so that's the only way i made it through (laughs) the first like 10 chapters of this yeah, I'm like, okay, it's the redheaded dude. I did that with Harry Potter. Harry Potter was that really? way for me. Yeah, being able to to watch the movies and go, oh, okay, that's the, that character. And then when I'm reading the books, I'm like, oh, that's what that character looks like. Or when she's describing a part of Hogwarts or something that I wouldn't be able to comprehend because Hogwarts. Like, I can at least go back to the movie in my head. Like, okay, this is where. That's awesome. This is what it looks like. I never really needed it with Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, weirdly. And I don't know if maybe that's just because I loved those movies so much or in Harry Potter's case, the book, but loved Lord of the Rings so much that I watched the movie enough times that I finally remembered all the weird elf names and stuff. Yeah, Uh, there is. um, Man, I don't know if I could find it. um, But while I was on break, as we're calling it, um, (laughs) While I was on break, there was a, a period where I was getting really into watching, like, the history of um, Lord of the Rings, like, the Salmarinian and all of the lore of Middle-earth. And uh, and at one point, Rebecca came out of the bedroom. She had been taking a nap. And I'm just sitting there feeding Alistair and, you know, we're, we're chilling, watching this Lord of the Rings thing. I don't essay on, on, (laughs) on Middle Earth. And Becca just starts laughing. And I was like, what, what's so funny? She's like, did you just hear what you're listening to? Did you hear it at all? I don't know what you're talking about. So she had me rewind. And I think this might be it. Give this a try. Nope, that's a video of my baby. <laughs> In one of the earliest cases of the eagles helping the elves, Thorondor helps Fingon rescue Mithros from the side of Thangorodrim. Morgoth had captured Mithros and hung him by his arm from the mountainside. Thorondor bears Fingon and Mithros to safety after the daring rescue. That's exactly what I mean. What the f- fucking fuck hell was that (laughs) i got none of that (laughs) it's so many dumb names doing weird things with your mouth i just and and i'm like i'm watching i'm like yeah no i totally i'm watching the little videos that he's making so i understand it i'm not putting the sounds together or like (laughs) they're not separate for me i'm like oh it's that little character right there but rebecca's just hearing it and that's what she hears me watching (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i sympathize greatly with rebecca on that because yep i was lost yeah it makes no sense it's the dumbest stuff you could possibly hear and i think that's why a lot of people don't like fantasy i know my grandma she read that book that i wrote that i've i've made you read a little bit she read it and she was like yeah i read it i made it through she's like it was really hard because the names are all dumb like, yeah, no, I get it. I do. I really, I understand it completely because fantasy names are dumb. You just make up. You, fantasy names are you dumb. You just put noises together until you, until it sounds like, oh yeah, that's a cool name. And uh, I think we'll talk more about that, especially in the Sanderson episode uh, with some of his fantasy names. Uh, but I know we're coming up on our, our time limit here and we wanted to play uh a flash fiction story for the the listeners. Um, so this one w- was submitted for our Halloween episode by our good friend Steve Kane. 
Uh, and it was one where, you know, you read it ahead of the episode and thought that it was a great story, um, but didn't really fit the theme. You know, it wasn't scary. It wasn't Halloween themed necessarily. So we held this back and are excited to finally share it with people. Uh, I think it's uh, it's kind of funny, but also very sad, I think. Um, and Tyler, like, uh, I we might not have time to do a reaction at the end. So if you want to say anything beforehand. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a good story. It just didn't, it was so weird. It didn't have, we didn't have a place for it in the episode that we were doing with the Halloween episode or even the sci-fi episode. It was like, this is kind of, yeah, I don't know if it qualifies as sci-fi either. Right. So I was like, man, we want to, we really want to, have this on our show but we don't know where to put it <laughs> uh so uh so yeah so uh do you want do you want me to just go ahead and play that right now um sure 15 seconds by steve kane it sat there waiting cheerful as always why wouldn't it it had purpose after all it had so much potential 15 seconds a veritable lifetime what's your pleasure What'll it be, Govna? Those thoughts rolled around in its circuitry. Biscuit? Marinara sauce for delicious cheese sticks? Warm hammy sandwich? Endless options. You could do a lot in 15 seconds. It waited and waited. Time was its thing, but ironically, it had no concept of time outside of its little door. It could have been a minute or hours. It didn't know, but it knew it had been longer than 15 seconds. It remained on the counter, hoping to be used. The woman never left time on its display, not unless she intended on reheating something. Fifteen seconds. Warm up your coffee? Tea? Fifteen seconds wasn't long, so it knew it wasn't a bowl of soup or one of those fancy dinners with the compartmentalized Salisbury steak, mashed potatoes, and carrots. No, Salisbury steak took four minutes, thirty seconds. It was not a frozen bean burrito. That took one minute, 15 seconds. Maybe she was going to warm up a hot dog. 15 seconds wasn't enough unless she had leftovers in the refrigerator. She certainly wasn't cooking a hot dog for 15 seconds. That took 45 seconds. Any more than that, the skin would break and the meat would butterfly. We'll just wait and see, it thought. What else was there to do? The last thing the woman cooked had been a dish of canned lasagna, exactly two minutes. The outside of the lasagna would be hot, but the inside would be just right. The sauce would bubble and spurt, so you had to cover it to avoid splatter. She had not covered hers, however, and there were orange spots all over the white interior and on the glass door. She really should have covered her dish, or at least cleaned up after herself. It was quite rude, but it knew she'd clean it soon. She had 15 seconds. Maybe she is waiting to reheat that lasagna? How long had it been since she'd cooked? It had no idea. She was probably still eating. She'd probably fallen asleep in her recliner watching television. She would wake up soon, realize her food had gotten cold, and she would come in and use up that 15 seconds. 15 seconds, 15 seconds, 15 seconds, it sang. It tried to remain cheerful, but it knew that it had been a while. It knew that there were times when she hadn't used it, periods of time that it could not comprehend, but she never left time on the display. That was barbaric. It waited dutifully, patiently, at least somewhat patiently. Come on, 15 lousy seconds. From inside, it looked like 21, but it knew it was 15. Hello? 15 seconds here. What are we warming? Ugh, it wanted to scream. Scream? Could it do that? It thought, and it concentrated. It bore down. It had never tried this before, didn't know if it could. It strained. Something's happening. It hummed. Fourteen. Thirteen. Twelve. It was working. Its light was on. It could see the bright white bulb in the corner. Its insides began to warm. Eleven. Ten. Nine. Come on, where are you? Eight. Seven. Six. She has to hear this. Five. Four. Three. It felt so weird to be running with no food or beverage inside. The dried lasagna droplets began to melt and drip. Two, one. 
It screamed as loud as it could, a long screeching beep. She would hear it. She would come. It waited. Where is she? Why did she leave 15 seconds left on my timer? What if something had happened to her? What if she never came back? What would it do? There would be no more green beans, no more oatmeal, no more hot chocolate. Where is she? It sat, waiting, then had another thought. If I could start it from the timer, could I add time and restart? Surely she would come then. It strained again. There was a buzz in its wires, but it pressed on. The timer display lit up. One, five, fifteen. I did it. It was tired, but it pressed on. It pushed itself, but the effort was too much. It couldn't do it. It needed to rest. Yes, it would rest for a bit and try again. There were 15 seconds on the display. It would rest and try again. Just a minute. Where are you? Mom? Mom? Where are you? I'm waiting for you. So that was uh, sad. That was... Um... <laughs> I mean, it's an existential crisis. Are we all just microwaves that trying to make it down to the to the bottom, and we never make it there? Is it? And we can't get our our mom to come pay attention to us. Yeah, our. Or it it made me feel lonely. It made me feel like I'm synthetic, because I have emotions like a microwave does. I just want to accomplish what huh. I'm supposed to accomplish for the one I want to impress. Do they even Aww. notice? Is it even, even worth care? it? Do you even care? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Steve. I've never, yeah, I've never felt this much emotion because of a, an otherwise inanimate object. And um, yeah, it definitely makes me want to use my microwave more so it doesn't get like paranoid <laughs> that I've died. <laughs> Luckily, I reheat my coffee like 20 times a day, so I think my microwave's getting plenty of attention. Nice. Um, yeah, and if you guys have stories that you want us to read on our show, uh, we can do that. Um, all you have to do is send those stories to us uh, at lewisandlovecraft at gmail.com. Uh, if you email us, you can email us stories, flash fiction. You can email us your thoughts on our authors. And I guess this would even be this, this episode system that we've jumped into works perfectly because now people will have an idea of who we're going to do our deep dive on. So, um, now that you know that we're going to talk about Robert Jordan, Jordan, Robert and Brandon Sanderson. Tell us what you Sanders guys Brandonson. think. <laughs> Sander Brandonson. <laughs> Colonel Sander Brandonson. Um, tell us, tell us what you guys think of them. Tell us what you guys think of the Wheel of Time, Mistborn, Elantris, um, anything else that we've talked about. You know, that way we can talk about it in our in our episodes. So uh, yeah. I I really look forward to hearing from you guys. We have a following now. We have people that listen to our show. There's no reason why you listening to our show shouldn't reach out to us. We want to hear from you. We want to spread the word of what you are doing. If you're a writer, we want to help support you and, and promote you. So let us do that. Um, I'm a dad now. We so. always get very excited when we hear from you guys. Oh, Tyler's going to give dad advice now to yeah. everyone who writes in. Yeah, I'm a dad now. He's going to so pull out I'm his gonna... pipe and. Hey, buddy. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe don't don't say it like that uh, i'm definitely gonna say it like it's that's gonna be the segment it's gonna be called hey buddy hey buddy segment. how's it going <laughs> hey buddy how's it going segment your mom and i wanted oh, to boy. talk to you about something so uh <laughs> oh, sounds serious can you at least make it a compliment sandwich yeah. hey you've been doing a real good job huh Anyway, you need to be better at writing. And uh, also, <laughs> I'm proud of you. So, <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Um, if you need advice, if you need life advice, just write in. I can do that for you now. I'm qualified. I, I will admit I do that to Tyler. I actually did that before you were a dad, too. So That's true, yeah. Well, I knew that I could be a dad after you started asking me life advice. <laughs> 
I told Becca, like, I was wow, like, hey, have... it's happening. So <laughs> you're like, I have grown adults asking me for advice now. <laughs> like, we should have a kid. Oh, shoot. You froze yeah. for a second. Yeah, if I can do this with, with regular adults. Ah, I have to do crazy <laughs> hand gestures if I'm going to freeze. Nah. It seems like You're the back. internet You're needs back. us to stop talking. So uh, I think yeah, we should maybe say over it. Um, you guys write into us, please. Uh, if you need advice, we'll do that. Write in stories, write in comments, book reports, anything that you want to share with us, we'll share with the world. Um, Hannah, what's the best way people can help support us? By telling their friends. Tell your friends about the amazing show that you listen to. Did I freeze now? Is that what's happening? Yeah, you did. Because it was like quiet there for a second. And then all of a sudden I just hear, by telling friends. Like just rant. It was was a weird sound. (laughs) Well, support us by telling your friends about our technical difficulties at the end of this Mm -hmm. here episode. Yeah. yeah, just tell them to listen. I, I feel like that's how we get most of our listeners. So spread the spread the gospel as it is. Yes, please spread the gospel of Between Lewis and Lovecraft. Uh, review us on uh, whatever you're listening to this show on. And uh, we'll probably look it up and make fun of you for reviewing us if it's bad. Or we'll praise you if it's good. Yeah, um, it's been a while since we've read our, uh, our comments. Yeah. And next episode, we will be diving deep into Jordan Roberts, Roberts, Roberts and Jordan. Yeah, Um, that's the one. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, everybody go read Wheel of Time and uh, come come back uh, ready for that for some deep dive. Pop quiz. And remember, Google gang, stay safe. from what i don't know (laughs) it's better than wipe your butt